0: Iconic geeks obsessed with every little detail. It'll never get on the air. Well, I think it's good for a show to go off the air before it becomes
1: stale and repetitive.
0: I've just been informed that we are going off the air.
1: Off air with Emily and Patra. Yeah, I ain't you all that bullshit. Fuck like
0: that. Ew, I hate that that you sent me. What if your whole body was areola but your <laughs> nipples were regular skin? I hate it.
1: Welcome to Off-Air with Emily and Petra.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Damn it, dude. (laughs) I was just typing away back there. I did a totally different story. I figured that I just, like, hated it. Yeah. I hated the other story. I was like, okay, I get it, but I hated it, so I didn't want to do it. I get that. So I just, like, I watched a whole bunch of shit about it yesterday, too, so. (laughs) about the one you were going to do? Yeah, and Mm. I did it, and I was like, whoops,
1: it's fine. It's okay. It's fine,
0: but it's whatever. It's whatever.
1: It's whatever.
0: Whatever.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: Um this woman's expo stuff, it's going to be a great time, but I might lose it. <laughs> You're feeling the 7 days till pressure. Yeah, because every time we have a big event, um like the work week before it, I'm just like fucking grinding for that event mm-hmm. and everybody else in the building is like so let's look ahead to the next event and I'm like ah give me five seconds yeah yeah well that and we just
1: wrap a big event too no time to it's, rest yeah so you've been booking it for like literally the past three weeks yeah not that you don't do it every week but, but no it's yeah But even more intense than on these past three weeks mm-hmm. that you have
0: been truth um, so true. Emily dyed her hair and she looks like a babe. Oh, yeah, I did dye my, my hair since the God. last time I, reported. I So it's red it. now. It's red. And it's so it.
1: red. I did this. I dyed it red.
0: <laughs> okay. First, she sent me a Snapchat requesting what picture or what color she should dye it. Yeah. And I said one color and she went with a different color.
1: Yeah, which was a huge mistake.
0: Gosh, right.
1: It was the it biggest was mistake, mistake of my life. Well, okay, not the she biggest mistake. She still looked of my really life. cute, by and the way. And it turned out it was just like too light the color yeah. that I was like I got distracted in the store I was like oh that's a real pretty color and I mm-hmm. put it on and I was like oh that is not a pretty color on me so I wore a hat <laughs> that next day and then I went and dyed it the color that I was originally gonna dye it right should have just listened the first super time super cute but Love it's red it. I dyed my hair Sorry. red like shortly after I graduated high school mm-hmm. in college but it washed out so quickly and then I never did it again and I was like real bored with my hair so I was mm-hmm. like let's Go red. (laughs)
0: See, I was... All these Snapchat memories when I used to dye and straighten my hair. Yeah. I just want to have straight black hair like I used to. And now I have curly, salt and pepper witch hair. And I hate it. It's not salt and
1: pepper witch hair. It's... Yeah, it is. You have good hair. Thanks. I know you don't think you do, but you do. (laughs) Did you
0: hear my... Did Mm. you... Could you tell I didn't believe you in my (laughs) thing?
1: You didn't even need to see your face to understand.
0: I know. Um... It is getting a little salty, though. A little, a little, bit. a little salt in that pepper, but it's a, it's all right, I guess. I <clears throat> um, I've decided, yes,
1: darling. Not, not really, obviously, per my past four outfits that I've been wearing these past. But I feel like I need to get back into like actually caring what I look like <laughs> a little bit. Dude, I feel you. Because like I came in yesterday was rough. Like I came in yesterday in my yoga pants and my sweatshirt, which I mean, I've worn yoga pants and or and or leggings. Right. For home. It's fine. But yesterday I was just really I like kind of saw myself and I was like,
0: oh, (laughs) what are you doing?
1: (laughs) You need to get your shit back together. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So I I tried a little bit
0: more today. You look pretty. Thank you. Uh, your hair looks great. I'm sorry yes. I keep talking about your hair, but she's got a it's braid okay. today. Yeah, I did. I braided yeah. it.
1: And it's fine.
0: <laughs> and it's fine. And it's fine. Um, We had a great time at Blarney Bash. We had a really good time we at Blarney Bash. We had a great time at Blarney Bash. Um, a little tipsy. Just a A lot of fun. Little tipsy, a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. So, for those of you that don't live in the area, we do a St. Patrick's Day event every year Mm -hmm. with our work. And this past Saturday. Yup. Well, I guess. Uh,
0: The Saturday before, on the day before
1: St. Patrick's Day. For St. Patrick's Day, we. It was just real
0: fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. We have a bunch of listeners come out and we give away a hundred prizes. Yeah. Which is so many prizes to give away in two hours. <laughs> <But> it, <that's... laughs> it was, oh, I was so glad to have Emily there. Last year, um, my coworker was on the phone outside a lot. So I was doing like playing music, announcing, announcing, um, drawing numbers and searching and handing out prizes, and it was a yeah. rough night. I could only imagine. I mean, it was hard for both of us. Plus, we had an extra
1: mm-hmm. person who was kind of halfway helping. Right. And that would have been... I can't imagine how you did that alone. I was sad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see why. <laughs> it was way more fun this year. I was good. able to actually have fun instead of just being like work, work, work mode. So I love that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And you know how I love to... <clears throat> gosh, I get into these moods I guess like just a day or two before the event where it seems like I'm gonna lose it mm-hmm. and it doesn't go away until like 20 minutes after the event has started and everything's moving Fine. even yeah. if it's going like poorly I still don't it's just like it's going so that's all that matters yeah. I don't know yeah and you the fir- the pictures you can see in the first 20 minutes my face is great <laughs> I'm just so, I am so like serious and intense. (laughs) I am intensely serious about the whole thing. And it's like, hey- It's a party at St. Patrick's Day. And I'm like, I'm counting prizes. I don't know. Yeah, I just lose it. (laughs) At
1: one point, somebody came up and Patrick goes, I'm
0: sorry, I'm not taking complaints tonight. (laughs) (laughs) It was a friend, thankfully, because she was like, Is there no place to sit? And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not taking complaints this evening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Complaint box is closed. But I mean, truth. So I was not, was not having it. No. Yeah, I'm going to throw my tea bag away. Okay. Teabag the trash can. (laughs) Do you not want to? I don't either. (laughs) I just don't want to do anything. I know.
1: I'm like really not feeling it this week. I'm just fine. I I get it. Zero work yesterday. Zero. 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 Good for you. I mean, I did my news, but that was that was about it. You tracked your show. Yeah, I did news and tracked my show. So you
0: did like a good 40 minutes of work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: that was it. That was all I did yesterday.
0: Um.
1: What are your lunch plans? Do you have lunch plans?
0: No, I'm probably just going to... Um, I'm sorry, I'm sending a nice little sweet text. You're fine. Um, I have to get Women's Expo stuff done, so yeah. I'm probably staying here through um, lunch. Did you want to do go, something?
1: I was going to go to 4th Street. Oh. Do you want to go with me? I we can. Do. I can take my laptop, and if you want to work there, we can work.
0: Well, um, I can just work on the map without... Yeah. Yeah, I don't need, because I'm just looking at a map, okay. so. Okay. I'm making sure that, well, I'm just getting ready for the meeting today.
1: Yeah. And we'll make it a working lunch. Holy shit. And we'll eat and go. That sounds know? great. Because I do have work to do since I didn't
0: work yesterday. No, <laughs> it's fine. You don't. You're fine. <laughs> it's um, fine. <clears throat> Let's see what else. I seems like I had something. Oh, the act on Hulu. Is it good? The, oh, my God. I don't God. have Hulu. <sighs> my fucking God, why didn't you get it on Black Friday when it was a dollar a month? Because I, no. God, she was so just snotty little brat when she said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's so good. Oh my gosh, Patricia Arquette doesn't even look like her. Mm. Like, it's one of those where she like has yeah. transformed into someone else. Yeah. And the daughter, oh my God, the daughter. So they released the two episodes yesterday. Okay. Um, It's, it's good. Intense. It is intense. And uh. um, Chloe Sevigny plays the the neighbor okay. of, um, if you know the story, Gypsy Rose Blanchard like has a, a young teenage friend that she confides in a, a little bit, mm-hmm. and she plays that friend's mom, and she's just, Ooh. she's so good, and she totally sets the tone for, like, the neighborhood. And, I mean, this, Gypsy Rose's mom, Dee Dee, Holy mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. She was just a mastermind of like I Insanity. wish I wish I was that manipulative so I could get somewhere in life cuz right? as it is I'm just being <laughs> manipulated. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like damn. Girl, I hear that. Um but it was it's good and I'm I'll have pumped. To-
1: Potentially look into getting Hulu. (laughs)
0: Like it was, you know how sometimes you get here really early and you're here before me because Mm. I'm so fucking late. (laughs) It was almost one of those mornings because I had like just a few minutes left and I was like, well, I'll just brush my teeth real slow. Yeah. And that's what I did. And then I was almost late to work, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay.
1: Yeah. There was something. Oh, okay. So when you sent me that Snapchat last night. Yeah. And I responded, yes, get naked or something like right. that. Right. Christopher had walked in and sat down <laughs> next to me as I was responding. <laughs> and I like was like, oh, hey, how's like how's your day? And we were talking mm-hmm. and stuff. And he looked over and he goes. <laughs> and he's like, what's happening? And I just started cracking up laughing. I was like, it's Tepatra uh... <laughs> first off. And he's like, that kind of like, I don't know if that concerned him more right? or just confused him more. He was like. <laughs> and I was like she's naked. And he's like
0: what? This isn't he's like this is not helping. Yeah, this he's is not like, adding up. He's like
1: he's like like boobies and I was like no 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 no. Just I was like, like it's a just her bone. face. <laughs> like it's just her face. And I was like so then I fin- I was like hang on. I finished responding and I was like see look and he's right. like oh okay. That's why it was
0: such a close up of my <laughs> I face. I was like, ah. was like he's like okay. I was like I need to send this right now but, <laughs> but if <it> was, only <laughs> And he was like, yes, get naked. And he's like, who are you telling oh. to get naked and why? <laughs> Kevin just looked in like, "Uh, uh-uh, okay. yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, it was funny. It made me laugh. So aware. that's pretty good. I like that.
1: <sighs> okay, come back in. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, I don't think there's anything else. Oh, there was a couple people that reviewed us on Facebook. Ooh. Which was cool. I have so many Facebook pages that it's like.
0: Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. No one's ever trying to talk to us. It's all work stuff.
1: Yeah. Kat Townsend said 17 hours ago, she said, so I have to admit I really hate pod. Oh, fuck a duck. I just clicked off of it. Oh. Try it again. Okay. Kat Townsend said, so I have to admit I really hate podcasts with two people because they're so boring, but these ladies have me cracking up. It's like catching up with friends and oh yeah, there's murder.
0: That's Totally. Oh, yeah. There's murder. That's like our whole... That's literally us. That's my aesthetic. We're
1: like, oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about murder by the way? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Murder. (laughs) I love that. Thanks. Yeah. So if you've got a review or anything, let us know. You can do it on Facebook or iTunes or wherever you're listening
0: would be cool. That would be pretty sweet. We love it. Uh, I could see it. Yeah, you could like... I could see it it rolling up there. Um... Okay. Yeah, work lunch sounds amazing. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And I
1: might take my laptop so I can work. Okay. Too. So you're, I'm just not like.
0: Well, I want <laughs> to um, get your opinion on placements and yeah. some things.
1: I'll bring my laptop, but if I don't, it's it. There's nothing that I need to get done right in the next five hours, so it's fine.
0: Do you go first today? I feel like it might be me this time. I think so. Okay. <clears throat> So, here's what happened. I had this other story that I wanted to do cuz I love like falsely convict I mean, I don't love falsely convicted, but I like when people are exonerated for being falsely convicted. Right. Um because I am and ever since I was like a child, like I re- I don't know, whenever I first heard of this happening, this whole like you can just I'm I'm convinced that I'm going to be convicted yeah. and imprisoned for life for a crime I did not commit like yeah. I am sure of it so <laughs> I, I know it's gonna happen I, I'm about to wipe my fingerprints off of everything in here yeah um so I was going I did a lot of research on one of those but it just wasn't hitting me it mm-hmm. wasn't I wasn't feeling it so yeah. I completely threw all that away and started a new one this morning just mm-hmm. just I don't know two hours ago cool. two and a half <laughs> um <laughs> that's all um that's so, fine okay great so I'll get started <clears throat> Are you ready? Yeah. I feel like it's been a while since we've done this. Why? I know. I don't understand why. I feel awkward like I'm about to read a report to the class. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Mills, can I go to the bathroom? Because we record, did we record? We recorded late last yeah, time. we recorded late last night. Maybe it's
1: just been like a real long week and we're just like, oh. It has though. We've yeah. been doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's we've okay. been doing stuff. Okay. You'll get back into it. Just start reading.
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> Here we go. <laughs> Ooh, I wrote the wrong name first thing on the thing. Damn. Starting it's, off fine. Strong. it's fine. It's fine. All right, it's it's okay. We're good. <sighs> oh god. I wrote Milton instead of Martin. Yikes. Michelle Summers was born in 1957 to Oh, no, that was right. Milton. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Start over. Here okay. we go.
1: Take 72. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> Michelle Summers was born in 1957 to Milton and Helen Summers. She grew up in Concord, California, where she played violin, acted, and was a cheerleader and homecoming queen. She was a straight-A student and an active member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Michelle was an exchange student in Switzerland for a time, a model, and Miss Concord in 1976. Dang, she, girl. Yeah, she was really cute and yeah. blonde and, like— Doing the thing. She
1: was like what movies are made out of.
0: Yes, basically. <clears throat> Michelle met Martin McNeil at an activity for LDS Young Adults. What are those? Is Jesus Christ, Christ of Latter-day Saints, is that Mormon people? Because they're in Utah eventually. I think so. Okay. We've made I have no idea, though. Asterisk. Look it up yourself because we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Martin had joined the military at the age of 17. He... Um, had some trouble there with, um, forging paperwork and some fraud. Mm -hmm. He was placed on disability leave for mental health reasons in 1975 and received veterans benefits for years. Side note, um, my ex-husband, um, was on leave from the military and received veterans benefits for years. His, this Martin McNeil's benefits were eventually stopped. It's hard as Fuck for them to just stop giving you benefits, especially mm. for stuff like that. Like, my husband has been receiving benefits for a long time. He's mm-hmm. gotten an, or my ex-husband, he's gotten a, a degree in that time. You know, he's recovering, doing well, but he has a lot of stuff going on. You know, but it's, yeah. it's difficult to get those benefits taken away. Wow. <clears throat> Michelle eloped with Martin, and the couple were married on February 21st of 1978. Um, over. Over the years, he had many affairs. He wasn't super happy with their marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was just kind of a shitty guy. There's, like, a a couple of, you know, one episodes of, like, I don't know, you know, those little ID shows. I don't watch all of them. There's a couple episodes of that where the daughters are quoted as saying, like, nobody liked my dad. Um, He was—I don't know. Like, he—I'm going to make a motion for Emily— And she's gonna tell you what I mean by it. So he was like,
1: he was just like really full, like kind of full of himself and kind of just like an asshole. God,
0: I was I couldn't think of anything other than too big for his britches, but that wasn't it. Yeah. Yeah. Smug! Smug yes, there you go. Smug. Okay. Yeah. I
1: I couldn't think of exactly how to phrase it. That motion that you just made to me, if any of you are familiar with The Sims (laughs) and the more recent ones where you can like alter their walk yeah he's like puffing out his chest and is like do 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 but yeah. with like this disgusted look on her face yeah how she did
0: that exactly so, okay that's just
1: more of a visual representation <laughs> for you
0: <laughs> okay so they were like yeah nobody liked my dad he was like stuck up stuck mm-hmm. up acting okay. okay so years go by shitty life stuck up dad moving on in 2007 the McNeil family lived in a gated community in Pleasant Grove, Utah, and were active in their LDS congregation. Michelle was the mother of eight children. Holy guacamole. Yeah, screw that. Um, Rachel, Vanessa, Alexis, Damien, Giselle, L, Sabrina, and Ada. The last four were supposedly all adopted from the Ukraine, but Ada um, was actually the daughter of Vanessa, the second-born daughter and was their biological granddaughter. But she was adopted. Okay. So they all the girls were adopted, but Ada was not from the Ukraine, even though that's what they were telling people. Okay. <clears throat> Whatever. Family sure. secrets. Nobody cares. <laughs> Skeletons in the closet. Martin McNeil was the medical director of Utah State Development Center in American Fork, Utah. He served as an LDS bishop and was formerly a physician practicing in Pleasant Grove. Um, When he served in the military, he received a law degree but did not practice law. Investigators would later find out that Martin had falsified university transcripts to enter the California Medical School where he got his degree in osteopathic medicine. I don't know what that is, bones or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, (coughs) Also, he did not have—he did not complete all of the education needed and falsified documents to be able to get his law degree. Jeez. Yeah. <clears throat> Martin McNeil was reputedly, um, like, very obviously and openly dissatisfied with his marriage. Made statements about wanting a divorce. Had multiple affairs. And at the time of Michelle's death, they had been married for 29 years. Dang. Yeah. Like, 29 years. Give it up or something, dude. Like, if you hate it that much, shit. Seriously. It sounds like he hated it from pretty much the start. Right. So. Um, In March of 2007, Martin presented the idea to Michelle of having cosmetic surgery as a gift for her 50th birthday. Um, He had recently become very interested in getting in shape and looking young. He tanned and dressed well. He was always working out. Some of Michelle's friends would say that you'd just be, like, having a conversation, and he would, like, start doing burpees. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like... Okay, me and Emily went to this gym where people are really intense on working out. Yeah, they're not like that. That's gross and obnoxious, and we hate you. Yeah, that's.
1: If you start doing burpees in front of me, I'm gonna kick you. Yeah, just like like randomly conversation. conversation, No, and you just start pulling out pulling out burpees. Mm -hmm. I'm literally just gonna kick you while you're down. Yeah, just step on their neck. Be like, go away. Go away. Take your burpee somewhere else.
0: (laughs) Burpee elsewhere. Um, He was very obsessed with his appearance. It was like typical midlife crisis stuff. Yeah. Um, Michelle assumed it was because of an affair. Mm -hmm. She was reluctant to have the surgery for health reasons. Um, She had high blood pressure, and she wanted to lose some weight before the surgery. But Martin pressed her for the surgery, and she reportedly agreed to a facelift because she thought it would help her marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, At Michelle's last consultation before surgery, Martin, who was a physician at the time— Reportedly gave the plastic surgeon a list of drugs he wanted prescribed to Michelle. The surgeon prescribed, uh, like, it's a list. <clears throat> Lortab, Ambien, Valium, Percocet, Finnergan, and Keflex. Holy guacamole. So, is I feel like Keflex is like a steroid or something. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but everything else is
1: like... Either a relaxer or a painkiller. Yeah. Um, because not, not just like a painkiller,
0: like a, pain a big killer. one. Some <laughs> some big old pain. Um side note, my son is allergic to Keflex, and I'll search up this photo of him on Instagram with hives literally covering his whole body. Oh my it gosh. It is it now that it's like over, it's like crazy to see. I wanna know what Keflex actually is. Um <clears throat> but I anyway. think you're right. Yeah, I don't I'm not sure. It could've be an antibiotic, but I know my kid took it. So I wanna yeah. say steroids. Antibiotic. Um, the doctor who performed the surgery admitted that he did not normally prescribe diazepam or Valium and oxycodone for his patients and that the meds were stronger than he would typically prescribe. Mm -hmm. So those weren't even listed (laughs) in his prescription, you know, like in his list. So there were a lot. Um, the surgery was on April 3rd, 2007. Michelle spent the night in the hospital and went home the next day on April 4th. Um, the next morning, April 5th, Michelle was found to be, it says unresponsive, but she was found by her oldest daughter, Alexis, Mm -hmm. um, home on like a break from school, spring break, I guess. So, I mean, she, she like responded eventually, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, her dad told her that he probably over medicated. Her, her mom. And Alexis was alarmed and started taking care of dispensing medicine to her mom during the rest of her stay at her parents' home. Uh-huh. Because, because yeah, like she said that her dad had said, well, she threw up, so I gave her some more. That you, you know not to do that. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't do that. Can't just like, unless you like see the oxycodone full there. Do you know what I mean? Like, give me a break. I don't know. That's dangerous. Pills make me nervous. Yeah. You don't know what's happening once it gets inside your body. Mm -mm. It makes me scared. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. Uh, Okay. According to Alexis, Michelle was fearful of Martin's efforts to give her medicine that she did not need. On April 6, 2007, Michelle told Alexis that if anything happens to me, make sure it was not your dad. Also on April 6, Michelle confronted Martin about numerous calls and text messages to... Gypsy Willis, a woman Michelle had discovered he had been having an affair with since November of 2005. Holy cow. Yeah. um, She had actually asked, I believe, Alexis, obviously her and Alexis were close, one Mm -hmm. of the older ones, um, to do a little research. And they had found, like, numerous phone calls and text messages, middle of the night stuff. You know, typical I'm having an affair stuff. So she confronted him. Nothing else is really said about that. Um, Alexis returned to medical school on April 10th, 2007, believing that her mother's recovery was going well. Mm-hmm. The following day on April 11th, Michelle and Alexis talked to 845 and Michelle said that she was doing well at 910. Um, Martin called Alexis asking her to call her mother saying he was concerned that she was not doing well and wasn't getting out of the bed. So within like half an hour. Mm hmm. On April, also on April 11th, after picking up his youngest daughter, Ada, from school at about 1135, so two-ish hours later, Martin and six-year-old Ada arrive at home between 1135 and 1145, where Ada is sent to go, like, go check on your mom. Mm -hmm. Ada finds her mother, unresponsive, head down in the master bathroom bathtub, according to Ada, fully clothed. Um... Martin sends Ada to the neighbors to get help, and he calls 911. Um, first, he won't let the female neighbor help. He sends her off a, again to go find a man to help him lift his wife out of the bathtub. Even though he's this burpee working out all the time guy,
1: mm-hmm. he
0: couldn't lift his wife out of the tub. Which she was, the body was wet, and she was fully clothed. Um, and if she's
1: any type of unconscious and relaxed, yeah, yeah. then...
0: But he wouldn't let the the neighbor that rushed right over wouldn't let her help. Um, Why? I know. Later, the body is found um, with some of the clothing removed because she's fully clothed, according to the six year old. But she's six and just sees her mom there. It's traumatic. You mm-hmm. you don't know what to take. Um, but the older daughters find wet a wet jogging suit in the garage. Mm. Like when they're home, they're like, oh. What's this like musty smelling pile of shit? Like, you know what I mean? How mm-hmm. the wet stuff smells after it's been laying there. Yeah. They find her clothing basically in the garage kind of hidden in a corner mm-hmm. later. um, <clears throat> Okay. He calls 911. The 911 call sounds like a fucking movie script. He mm-hmm. is like angry acting. He's like he keeps saying, I know how to do nine one or give CPR. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. And he doesn't want to stay on the phone. He keeps hanging up the nine one one operators, like obviously trying to help just like they always do. Um, and he was, he's just like very dramatic and a, a male neighbor comes over to help. He, um, helps get Michelle's body out of the bathtub and, the male neighbor says that he would just be like doing CPR normally and then stop to scream like, you know, why is this happening to me? I can't all oh, for plastic surgery. And then he would go back to giving CPR. You know what I mean? Like yeah. really putting the like show he on. Was, yeah. Like he got a tan so that he could reenact like, you know, do this <laughs> movie, sit, this whatever. I don't know. Um, OK, let me let me go. I got sidetracked <laughs> just getting pissed and not even reading my paper. Michelle was declared dead later that day. An autopsy was performed, and Michelle's cause of death was determined to be cardiovascular disease. Police and autopsy reports concluded that Michelle's death was accidental and of natural causes. Michelle's memorial service was held on April 14, 2007. Martin spoke at the service, and rather than focus on his wife, he talked about how life had been unfair to him.
1: Oh, my God. Whoa, whoa
0: is me. Martin McNeil... In May of 2007, Martin moves Gypsy Willis into the family home. So, May, a month later. Yeah. Into the home under the guise that she is the new nanny. But, hello, your fucking older daughters that are in college were the ones that helped your wife discover this affair and, like, looked up your mm-hmm. your records. They know. Um, they know. And they just don't like their dad. I mean. Yeah. They don't. You can... It's obvious. The children of Michelle and Martin McNeil questioned their mother's cause of death and pressed for a review of the toxicology report. In September of 2007, Michelle's sister wrote a letter to the governor of Utah, John Huntsman, and the Utah County Attorney's Office asking them to investigate Michelle's death. Um, The state of Utah's chief medical examiner performed the review and found that none of the medicines found in her body were at toxic levels, but that the combination of Finnergan, Ambien, Valium, I guess diazepam is Valium. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and oxycodone, which is also Percocet. I didn't know that either because pills scare me. <laughs> Could have <laughs> I didn't know it either. Right, okay. Sure. Could have led to sedation and heart arrhythmia. Mm-hmm. resulting. she had high blood pressure anyway. Yeah. A heart issue. She was a little heavy and had high blood pressure, uh, resulting in cardiac death. Because of that report, Michelle's manner of death was changed on October 6, 2010 to undetermined and the cause to combined effects of heart disease and drug toxicity. And it was noted that Michelle would not have been able to administer the medication to herself. Mm-hmm. With Gypsy Willis living in the home with Michelle and Martin's daughters, the next couple of years were a bit traumatic and volatile. A bunch of shit went down. Are you ready? Yeah, I <clears throat> <Okay>. guess. <laughs> a bunch of shit. In June of 2007, the police were called. Martin had kicked out daughters Rachel and Alexis from the home after they asked why their new nanny didn't cook, clean, or take care of the children. <laughs> Sometime in 2007, Martin changed the will, um, his will to give each children $1 and everything else was to oh. go to Gypsy Willis. My God. Under a false identity that we will talk about later. In July of 2007, Martin and Willis obtain a marriage license. They never marry, but they pick up the license. Okay. Um, Also in July, daughter Giselle McNeil returns to the Ukraine to visit her biological sister for the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, Family and investigators believe that Martin planned for the trip to be permanent, Mm -hmm. and they were trying to steal her identity. So Gypsy Willis was going to um, assume Giselle's identity. Oh, my God. Yes. They were. Tri- they had stolen her identity, basically. What is basically. wrong with this guy? I know. Um, in September of 2007, police report filed alleging Martin— This one's intense. A police report was filed alleging Martin twice fondled his sleeping daughter. They don't say which daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, I thought you were your mother. The criminal charges were filed, dismissed, and later refiled. So he, like, snuck into her room. I thought you were your mom kind so like, of.
1: Before or after, after she died. After.
0: What the fuck? Yeah. <clears throat> what is happening? Yeah. Um, later in September, Martin is fired from the Department of Health and Human Services, probably for being just a fucking dick. Summer of 2008, one of Martin's daughters struggling with addiction asks for help from Martin. But um, his only offer of help was a murder-suicide pact. What? Yeah. So she's, like, uh, getting addicted to drugs. You... Which it seems like he has drugs everywhere laying around the house. Yeah. Um, and so he, she's like, help, help, dad. I'm addicted to drugs. And he's like, why don't we do a murder-suicide? Save us both trouble. Life has been so unfair to us. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it, it gets worse. Oh. January 2009, Martin is indicted in federal court on nine counts of identity theft and other charges after he and Willis used his daughter Giselle's identity to alter Willis's identity to create fake IDs and open up bank accounts. He also deeded the house to himself while acting as an attorney for his dead wife. Oh my God. Yes. Um, in January... Also, Willis is also indicted on 11 similar charges. In August of 2009, Martin is sentenced to four years in prison for that identity theft. Um, In January of 2010, Mm -hmm. Michelle and Martin's only son, Damien, commits suicide by overdosing on prescription drugs. He had a drug problem. Um, So I wonder if his father was like, hey, I got an idea how to fix it. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's just me speculating, but come on. Yeah. Uh, October 2010, autopsy results changed Michelle's cause of death to include drug toxicity. And says Michelle—we talked about that Michelle could not have administered medication to herself. Um, in 2011, Gypsy Willis was sentenced to three years probation for her part in the identity theft scheme with 180 180 days um, served. In March of 2011, Willis is released from federal prison and returns to Utah. On August 24, 2012, the Utah County Attorney's Office charges Martin with murdering Michelle McNeil. Mm-hmm. Martin's trial began on October 17, 2013. Martin McNeil pleaded not guilty, claiming his wife died due to accidental death. Medical examiners did not rule that her death was the result of murder, but prosecutors convinced the jury that Martin McNeil was responsible for killing his wife by drowning in prescription drugs. Mm -hmm. The arrest warrant stated that earlier in his life, this was um, an ex affair, an ex girlfriend that says this, that he like confessed this to her that early. So it was on the arrest warrant, but it did not, it was not used in trial that Martin had attempted to murder his mother and had killed his brother, Rufus Roy McNeil, who had been found dead in a bathtub. Oh, my gosh. McNeil wouldn't... He had never been tried (sighs) for his brother's death. Yeah. Um, Okay. During the 22-day trial, a previous mistress of Martin McNeil testified that McNeil had stated that there was a way to kill a person that would appear to be a natural heart attack. Fellow inmates claimed that McNeil um, bragged that he had killed his wife, but no one could prove it. After deliberating for only 11 hours, the jury issued its guilty verdict to murder and obstruction of justice shortly after 1 a.m. on Saturday. Get it. Yeah. On December 6, 2013, um, okay, Martin was found guilty of forcible sexual abuse of his daughter, Alexis Summer, so it was Alexis. Okay. And was sentenced for 1 to 15 years for that crime. On September... 19, 2004, McNeil was sentenced to a minimum of 15 years up to life in prison for his first degree murder conviction, plus another term of one to 15 years for his conviction on obstruction of justice charges. Um, On April 9th, 2017, McNeil, 60, commits suicide in prison two and a half years into his sentence. He was found lifeless on an outside yard near the prison's greenhouse. According to the report from the Unified Police Department, McNeil used a hose and a natural gas line that was in place as a heater for the greenhouse to kill himself. And then my last thing says he sucks.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: And he does. <laughs> yeah. So what in the world? I mean, after all of that, he just... Kills himself in jail. That's Why didn't you so kill yourself first? Clusterfuck of a story. Fuck! I hate this guy. Yeah. That, what in the world? Could you imagine being one of those kids? Could you imagine? No. I mean, Jesus. So the first story didn't get me worked up like the second one. And I wasn't near as prepared for this one.
1: <laughs> you did But great. I, I but was worked up about it. shit. What is, what happened?
0: What happened? Yeah.
1: There was so much that happened in that
0: two-year span. I know. And with, I mean, and that Gypsy Willis went but went to the Ukraine with the daughter. Like, they were, <sighs> like, palling around. Yeah. And I feel like it was, they only brought her back because, like, Gypsy liked her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. What in the world? Yeah. That
1: was a good story. Did you like it? I did. It was tough. Oh. oh.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: happened? I don't understand what happened. He's just a psycho. psycho. Jinx. Jinx.
0: Jinx. 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 That's (sighs) insane. That is insane.
1: Okay, so my story, because both of us both didn't know what in the world we were doing this week again. (laughs) So I went to Murderpedia and was just like, random last name. Wait, last week we were really prepared. We did so good. We did really good.
0: We're very proud of
1: ourselves. I went to Murderpedia and was like random lad letter of the last name. And then I was like I can pronounce that name. Oh <laughs> so my I clicked gosh. on it I love and it that. turned out to be a story that I could actually, you know, like stand to Yeah. Do. So, um I've never heard of this before. See,
0: I'd never heard of mine. I like that. I feel like I've heard of yours. Have but you? I don't know. So many fucking people kill their spouse <laughs> yeah. because they've had affairs and they do it in the bathroom, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With damn. drugs and plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? Um, never like take a pain pill or a bath. And if your spouse suggests, oh, honey, you should just have a Percocet and go take a nice hot bath. Fucking run. Get a divorce. Get out of the house. Call 911. If your spouse
1: is like, you know what you need (laughs) to treat yourself? Plastic surgery. (laughs) Punch
0: them in their nose and be like, fuck you. Now you need plastic surgery, you dirty whore. Oh my God. You're more mad about her getting plastic surgery for him than anything. I mean, a little. Yeah, I like that. But could you imagine you went and got a facelift and then you're just... And all that pain and shit. You know what I mean? And also,
1: for someone else... Why would you spend money... Why would you... If you were going to murder somebody, why would you pay... I don't know how much a facelift costs. Why would you pay... Thousands, right?
0: Mm $15,000
1: for this person that you're going to murder within the week to get a facelift?
0: I mean... That was, just his, that? that was just his like plot, his ploy. If you're
1: a doctor and you can prescribe all these pills anyway, Jesus, I don't, there's just, I'm just confused about it all. You're mad. It just doesn't make any sense. And you're- it's so random. He's like, you know what I want to do? I'm going to take <laughs> all the true crime murders yeah! that I know of, put them all together and murder my wife. Like, I'm going to take a little bit from this case, a little bit from that one, a little bit from this dateline.
0: Right, from that brother, 2020, molested his daughter. <laughs> fucking stole somebody's identity. Having had an affair. affair. <laughs> like it is insane. It's Pretty soon, literally everything. There will be like, oh, also he pushed her down the stairs. Do you know <gasps> what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> My God, I just don't understand it. Convinced his son to commit suicide. I'm, like, I am sure yeah, that's sure what he happened. Did. I'm sure he of did. it. Oh God. Good Lord. Yeah, dude, get your shit together.
1: Right. Hate him. So, on Saturday, November 20th, 1999, Carolyn Oppie Stahl told her mother that she and her 57-year-old husband, Ken Stahl, a prominent anesthesiologist in Huntington Beach, California, were planning to celebrate her 44th birthday.
0: Ooh, an anesthesiologist, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we do, we do kind of have a, a like little it. tie. Um, first off, anesthesiologists make so much money, plus he's one in Huntington Beach, Ooh. Like, he's like... Right. Uh, public, I hate him already. Public
0: service announcement, if you're listening in a green-friendly state, tell your anesthesiologist if you smoke marijuana regularly. They won't rat you out. They just need to know how much anesthesia oh, yeah. to give you. Yeah. That's important these days. Yeah.
1: Um. So the stalls were members of First Baptist Church of Ponoma, Pomona, where Ken, described as a generous, mild-mannered, healer who carried a miniature New Testament with him, was active in the youth club. So mm. he's like, you know, Mr. Good Guy.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: attended Laverne University on a football scholarship. Oh,
0: I hate him already. I know. Oh gosh, what if he was murdered? I don't even know what's he's happening. He's not. Okay, you're, good. You're good.
1: Well, just listen. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Um, He was pretty much a straight arrow, very intelligent and intense. He knew where he was going and how to get there, uh, said retired minister Keith Courts gins? Okay. Um, uh. Keith told the Orange County Register. I uh, uh, mean, I was really hoping that was going to be bigger. I was impressed. Oh, there it is. yeah, there, there. there's the rest of it. Carolyn, an optometrist, told her mother that Ken had planned a surprise for her. They ate dinner at Mission Viejo at a Mission Viejo restaurant and then headed east along Ortega Highway. A remote road that winds through the foothills above San Juan, Capistrano, away from their Huntington Beach home. Around 10.30 p.m., a security guard found the couple's car. Inside, both Ken and Carolyn were dead. There was no sign of any struggle, and the only evidence at the scene was a shattered driver's side window. Both had been shot to death at close range. Oh, dang. Yeah. The car's engine was running and the passenger door was open. Ken was in the driver's seat secured by his seatbelt and Carolyn's shoeless foot was extended out of the doorframe. Sheriff's investigators collected six bullets fired from either a three fifty seven or a thirty-eight caliber handgun. The absence of shell casings at the scene suggested the assailant used a revolver. The medical examiner later determined that the couple had only been dead for about an hour and a half. Mm. That's crazy. Um, investigators found 35-year-old Adriana Vasco's telephone number on Ken's pager and contacted her, hoping she might be able to shed some light on the situation. Adriana was interviewed by sheriff's department detectives and admitted that she had known Ken since 1992 when she began working for him as a receptionist. She said, he, she, said she last spoke to Ken on the morning of his murder, which at the time he said he was taking his wife out for a surprise birthday celebration. A subsequent investigation revealed that Adriana and Ken had had four to five, four or five conversations that day. Adriana denied that she and Ken were lovers and that their conversation on November 20th dealt only with the repair of computer equipment. The investigation continued, and slowly the loving facade presented by Carolyn and Ken began to crumble. They had been married 14 years, and the relationship began to fall apart when Carolyn learned that her husband had, had been involved with other women. Oh. It saddened Carolyn, said her sister... To the Los Angeles Times. At one point, she talked about getting a divorce, but Ken's mom encouraged them to go and get marriage counseling. Mm. Armed his with, mom? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. My little sweet baby. Mm-hmm.
1: Armed with that knowledge, police re-interviewed Adriana. This time, she admitted that she had had an affair with Ken, but she said it ended in 1996 when he refused to leave his wife. OK, she told police that Ken was afraid that a divorce would ruin him and that he did not want to hurt his mother, who was apparently quite fond of Carolyn.
0: Mm, I, I hate him.
1: I'm sorry. I know he's dead. I hate him. Um, Also, like you can get a divorce even if your spouse likes or even if your parents like your spouse. Right. They'll get over it. <sighs> it's not like they can still be friends. Yeah, it's not Fuck. like they can't ever see each other ever oh. again. Um, legal records, however, revealed that Ken and Carolyn had signed a prenup, so a divorce wouldn't have hurt Ken. Right.
0: He would have been fine. Like, financially, he would have been fine.
1: Adriana subsequently began seeing other, seeing another man, which resulted in the birth of a daughter. Because she had twice lied to investigators her and her affair had, and her affair with Ken had not ended on favorable terms, she became the prime suspect in the case. The case remained open and active, and 11 months after the murders, investigators once again went back to Adriana for another interview. This time, she discussed how Ken had apparently come to loathe his wife, but said he had never told her he wanted to kill her. He did tell Adriana that Carolyn was reluctant to divorce.
0: Mm. So he blamed, yeah, okay.
1: Um, authorities continued to look at Adriana, and as they did so, more and more aspects of her story began to not make sense. Her supervisor told police that Adriana told her in 1999 that she was involved with Ken in what she called a long-term relationship. The supervisor added that sometime in the summer of 1999, Adriana told told her that she was also seeing the handyman at her apartment complex, Dennis Godley. Fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> According to the supervisor, Dennis and Ken were apparently aware of each other, of the other's place in Adriana's life. So they were like aware that they both were banging this girl.
0: Oh, I want to see what she looks like so bad.
1: I, I, to be I'm honest, a... I have no idea. I'm oh, yeah, up. I do. She's, she's actually kind of pretty.
0: Yeah, I feel like yeah. she must be. Yeah.
1: Um, On November 1st, 1999, Stahl withdrew $20,000 in cash from his checking account. Mm. Based on a review of his bank records, this was an unusual transaction and his estate's executor never located the funds or matched it to a corresponding expense. Around the same time, Adriana arrived at work displaying several pieces of newly purchased jewelry. Mm. Adriana told co-workers that Dennis bought the items for her. She claimed that De- I'm sorry, but... The handyman? The handyman in an apartment complex can't afford newly purchased jewelry. Mm. And I'm sure they were extravagant.
0: Right? $20,000. Um, she claimed that
1: Dennis's parents were wealthy and sent him money, but investigators discovered that this was untrue. Shortly after the murders, an electrician named Richard Anaya approached the police and said that he had been offered money by Ken to, quote, take care of my wife.
0: Ooh, Um,
1: Anaya Anaya later testified saying, I thought he had been drinking. Finally, I told him to stop right there. Police learned that on November 19th, Adriana canceled a visit with her daughter's grandmother and said she was taking a drive on the remote yet scenic Ortega Highway. Adriana explained that she was stressed out. The night of the slayings, Adriana and Dennis appeared at a birthday party for one of Adriana's friends, but they left early saying that she and Dennis had another commitment. After the murders, Adriana appeared to be shocked by the killings and asked her supervisor not to reveal her relationship with Ken. Mm. Police were unable to locate Dennis Godley after the murders, further playing into the idea that he and Adriana were somehow involved in the killings. He had moved back to his home in North Carolina, despite being wanted there for burglary and assault on a police officer. <laughs> oh my God. So he's like, you know what? I murdered these people, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to North Carolina where I attacked a police officer. Jesus. Investigators obtained a search warrant for the for a storage facility leased by Dennis and found his police mugshot, a photograph of Dennis with Adriana, and driver's license photographs of Ken and Carolyn. I'm
0: sorry. He kept all of the evidence of his yeah. secrets in a storage yes. unit. Why, dude? <laughs> Stupid. Oh, God. <laughs> with a note detailing everything yeah. that happened. I did it. Oh, with his fingerprints on it. Oh, my oh.
1: God. Two days after. Like, perfect fingerprints, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> like, he, like, rolled that oh, fingerprint. Oh, shit. Two days after Christmas of 2000, police arrested Adriana Vasco for the murders of Ken and Carolyn, and a warrant was issued for Dennis Godley. To save her from the gas chamber, to save herself from the gas chamber, Vasco began cooperating with police and began to clear up the questions that had plagued investigators for more than a year. Mm. Ken did want his wife dead, Vasco said, and she introduced him to Dennis Godley, who said he was part of an assassination group back east. She told him that she knew a doctor who wanted to kill his wife, and Dennis said he wanted to meet him. Adriana tried to back out by telling Dennis that she was only kidding. According to Adriana, Dennis responded by saying that he would hurt her and her family if she didn't follow through or if she told anyone. A few days later, he complained he needed money and directed Adriana to contact Ken. Mm. She complied, left the room while they spoke on the phone, and following Dennis's orders, she arranged a meeting between the two men. She accompanied Dennis to the meeting and served as a go-between for the conspirators. According to Adriana, Ken gave her an envelope he said contained cash. She then informed Stahl that Dennis was scary and had threatened her. She asked him to not go through with his plan. He didn't respond, and Adriana gave the money to Dennis. After the meeting, Ken called frequently, sometimes speaking to Dennis— Adriana said she would leave the room and never and she never spoke with either man about the murder plot. I told Ken to please call it off and he wouldn't listen. Adriana said in a jailhouse interview, I cried, "Please, please, nobody has any idea how bad I wanted it to stop." Um no No idea how bad I wanted to stop it. Mm -hmm. In an interview with police, Adriana said Ken wouldn't listen. He said, what about me? You want me to suffer all these years? You want to see me suffer the rest of my life? Yes. Suffer. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I hate everybody in this story except the poor wife. I know. She's just
1: like, I'm going to go out and celebrate my 44th birthday. Jesus. My loving husband is taking me out on a special surprise. According to Adriana, Ken and Dennis met for a final time on November 19th and firmed up the details for how the hit would happen. On the night of the murders, following Dennis's instructions, <clears throat> Adriana parked in a gas station on Ortega Highway to wait for the stall's car. When they saw it, Dennis jabbed her in the side while holding a gun in his other hand and told her to follow them. After a couple miles, Ken pulled over and Adriana did a U-turn, stopping in the middle of the street. While she remained in the car, Dennis approached Ken's vehicle and asked if everything was okay. Adriana said she heard heard gunshots and then Carolyn's screams. She was saying just, oh my God, and yelling. Adriana told police during one of her final interviews, I didn't turn around. It was killing me. She contemplated leaving but stopped when she saw Dennis pointing a gun at her. He returned to the car and asked her where she was going. I was ready to pop you, he said, as he reloaded. My God. Dennis then walked over to Ken's car, fired more gunshots, and returned. Dennis explained that in addition to killing Carolyn, he shot Ken to eliminate a witness. Adriana said that she doesn't know why Dennis killed Stahl. I asked him that, she told police. He said, because he didn't follow orders. Adriana was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison without possibility of parole. Dennis pleaded guilty to murder and received the same sentence.
0: That was wild, too. I know. What I don't understand. Hell? That guy just... That dentist guy just wanted to kill somebody. Just
1: like... Just to kill a couple people. Yeah, he was just like, you know what? I? You know what? He was murder happy. I'm really missing my assassination friends. Yeah. So I'm going to go kill somebody. <laughs> my God.
0: My assassination I friends. I just
1: don't understand. Me either. I get that, like, the whole situation of not liking your spouse anymore is a very tough thing. Yes. But, like... You're not, I mean, yeah, you take vows and stuff, but you're not, like, conjoined. Right. You're not literally
0: attached to them. Let Okay, listen. <laughs> I, just this week, basically, mm-hmm. I'm signing my papers tomorrow, mm-hmm. getting a divorce. We were together for 22 years. Yeah. And I'm 37. Yeah. So it's like two-thirds of my life. There's other ways. Yeah. There's other ways. <laughs> I didn't kill him. I just don't. wanted to but didn't <laughs> i just don't understand jesus christ
1: Grand guys i have told, get divorces i have told christopher that if he
0: ever cheats on me that i will kill him well that's i will different. spend the rest of my
1: life in jail that is fine <laughs> well you're killing him
0: out of anger not just like disinterest yeah so that's yeah that's, that's, like, mm-hmm. that's a very distinct i'm done with difference. you so i'm just
1: gonna pop you <laughs> jesus christ oh my gosh I just don't understand, like what is happening. Just get a divorce. Get a Break divorce. Up. You know, if you don't want to get a divorce, just be like, you know what, we're not going to a divorce. I'm just going to live. I'm going to move out across the country. Yep. Especially if you don't have kids. Like if you have kids, it's a
0: completely it's different hard. Story. Yeah, it's very hard because you have to. You know, you know what's harder when you have kids? Killing their parent, killing <laughs> yeah, the other one. Exactly. Kids don't like that. Yeah, I know. Most of I, the time. I mean, I'd assume not. Probably not. Yeah.
1: <sighs> <sighs> just like. You guys stop murdering other people. Enough with the murder. Just stop killing people. Yes, we have a true crime podcast. But if you guys stop killing people, then I'd be fine with that. Run us out of business. Exactly.
0: I bet there's enough murders we would be able to do this forever. I know.
1: Even if even if everybody stopped killing people like 5 minutes ago, mm-hmm. nobody else gets killed. <laughs> yep. We'd still
0: have plenty of We stuff would be to talk fine. About, at least through the rest of our lives. There's still lots of shitty dudes that want their wives dead. <sighs> And vice versa. And vice versa. Yes, you are completely <laughs> right.
1: I just... <sighs> that was a good one. I think it's kind of funny that we both did a... Like a... It's, a, a it's shitty very marriage. similar. Yeah, yeah like shitty a shitty marriage. marriage. Husband wanted the wife dead mm-hmm. type of situation. That's kind of crazy. That I we, like
0: that Ken
1: got, got popped. Yeah. I like that Ken died as well. Yeah. I mean, that's really <laughs> shitty. But. You're like,
0: I just love... You're so sweet with your sweater. And she goes... Her hands clasped together. Yeah, I like that Ken died as well. <laughs> like I just wish you could have saw that. Oh man.
1: Oh. Aye, ay, ay. Um, so since we both had trouble hmm. figuring out what we were gonna do. Yeah. If you've got any recommendations, <sighs> let us know. Please. You can find us everywhere off air with E P. Um Oh, I
0: just and smashed all right. Just I got my saliva <laughs> on my own my own spit yeah. on my forehead. It's At fine. least it wasn't somebody else's. Truth
1: but send your recommendations, leave a review and all that stuff. Um I just listened to so I was all caught up on my podcast, and like a new podcast to the ones that I was subscribing to wasn't coming for like another day. Yeah. And so I start I was listening to uh, Nicholas Sparks's 2 by 2 book that came out in 2016. Yeah. And I finished it this morning. And if you do you like Nicholas Sparks books? I don't. Okay. I, this one was different. Was I mean, it? okay, obviously all Nicholas Sparks books kind it, of follow like the same. they love right? there's a love story, somebody dies and like Fuck. that's it. Murder or, this or like one, tragic like usually an, a very emotional death. Okay, day. all right. Um this one the okay. If you don't want to know what it's happened, it's from
0: 2016. It's, so here's your spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. Here's your
1: three years later spoiler Tune out alert for ten seconds, which tells you in the description if you find the description anywhere online, <laughs> whatever. So basically, this guy, he and his wife mm-hmm. have a dot have like a five year old daughter or whatever, mm-hmm. and they end up getting a divorce at the at, towards the end of the book. They they finalize their divorce, whatever. Mm-hmm. This fucking bitch of an ex-wife oh my god yes stressed me out the entire time and i was listening to it because obviously you know i have right. to work and Stupid. even though i didn't work at all yesterday i just listened to well know, book. you fine. did stuff your desk looks but, great thanks i reorganized <laughs> it it's great but so i was listening to it and the guy that reads it um did a really good job but he it was just like this i was like this fucking lady I would punch—there were so many times where I'd be like, oh, my God, if I was married to her, I would slap the shit out of her. I would gladly go to jail for domestic abuse because I would slap the shit out of this Oh, bitch. my God. And it was really good. It was a really good book. Even if you don't like Nicholas Sparks' type of things, mm-hmm. she— oh, Would she just, wor-
0: would she get me all worked up? Yes. Okay, maybe I, was, I will listen to I then. was
1: so worked up by it, and I was like, oh. And it was ridiculous, but—
0: Okay, um, real quick, I forgot to mention— uh, my daughter was in Ireland for spring break. Oh my break. God, yes. Yeah, so. Um, She's going to be back when this comes out. I know, I know, I'm so <laughs> excited. She comes back Friday night. Yeah. Um, she has been, she'll have been gone for seven and a half days. So like a full week, <sighs> longest we've ever been apart from one another. Um, so today, day five, we are really, really Feeling, feeling it. it. I had lots of close up, I'm not crying, Snapchats.
1: Oh, this morning when I
0: woke up because she wakes up so early, you know, mm-hmm. um, so What's the time difference there. They're four hours ahead. OK, so knew she'll that wake- they were
1: ahead, but I didn't know how far.
0: Yeah. So she'll wake up at like six and be sad and lonely and start messaging her mommy. And then I get up here at three. So an hour after her mm-hmm. and, um, you know, immediately hitting her back with them. Oh, so, at least so.
1: you get up at a similar time to what yeah. she is over there. Yeah. Because if it was like, if you got up at normal time, like if you got up at seven, mm-hmm. like because you had a regular work schedule, she'd yeah. be like.
0: I know. I know. She would lose <sighs> it. So I am so excited to get her back. She kissed the Blarney Stone. She marched in a parade. That's so cool. Um, and
1: she was there over St. Patrick's Day. So yeah. So she was
0: in Ireland on St. Patrick's right. Day, which in is the, so cool. this big parade. It was awesome. And I've had a lot of extra time with my son. Which um, is also good. Which is really great. And we're going to go to the kids' commons, so. That's fine. I know. I can't wait. I want him to flush me down that giant toilet. Or at least want a picture of me in the giant toilet. Or both. Because I'm a big old turd. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. I just wanted to update that um, my daughter's finally coming back. I get her in like 30-ish hours. 36 hours, and I just, oh, I can't mm. wait. I wait. I'm so excited wait. for you. Thank you. <laughs> Feels like I'm getting a present. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a present. God. That's fine. Cool. <clears throat> All right, um, awesome. We did it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Let's go get some lunch. Yeah, let's do it.